Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Law professor by day, music entertainer by night, Lynn Crossett is a singer-songwriter based in San Marcos, Texas. He frequently travels between Central Texas and Southern California, performing his style of Americana and alternative country. Lynn joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his latest album, In the Company of a Song, produced by Grammy Award-winning alt-country legend Lloyd Maines. Hi, Lynn. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today and uh, giving us a chance to learn a little bit more about your music and uh, what you do as a musician. Um, I believe I have uh, in my notes, you are in San Marcos, Texas. Is that correct? I am. Yeah, it's in central Texas. It's it's a little college town ah, uh, outside yeah. of Austin, Texas. It's, we're kind of halfway between Austin and San Antonio, where, yeah. where Texas State Texas State University is. Ah, cool. That's neat. Do you do you do a lot with the college oriented groups? Is that part of what you do? Uh, you know, a fair amount. Because actually, for my you know my my day job, is, I'm actually a professor at, at Texas State. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> universities. Yeah. So yeah. I, I teach, and then I play gigs. You know, mainly right around here in, in San Marcos. Because surprisingly, as as much of a kind of small college town as it is. There are a lot of really nice music venues, and there, there's pretty active um, singer-songwriter live music scene here. So, what are you a professor of? So, I teach law classes in the political science department. Ah, there's there's cool. a master's program in legal studies, and yeah. I, I direct that program and okay. and teach teach full time there, which makes it a challenge to find the amount of time that I would like to spend, you know, playing music. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I manage to to work it in. So um, I'm going to get ahead of myself, but how how did you become involved in law and a professor of law and an Americana musician at the same time? Yeah, good question. <laughs> um, you know, music's just always been a part of you know kind of everything I've everything I've done, and especially since since my kind of college age, uh, mm-hmm. going to college in you know Austin was a really good place to be. For, yeah, especially sure. the kind of music that I was into, yeah. you know, uh, this Americana alt country kind of stuff in the '90s. So that's when I really started playing music while I was in college, and just kind of continue that on through, you know, work life and law school and and family life, and and then I've kind of finally gotten to a stage where I can focus on it, you know, more mm-hmm. um, and actually get out and play play more gigs and. And, uh, and actually record a real record and yeah. put it out there. <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to miss the opportunity to ask that question, but I, I'm going to back up now for a minute and um, ask sure. you how music began for you as a, as, a, as a hobby and then became something that was a, a profession. Did you um, grow up with it in, in the home? You know, not, not really. Um, you know, no one in, in my household played an instrument. Um, of course, you know, we listened to mm-hmm. to music, you know, all the time. I, I had an uncle who was a fantastic guitar player. 
that you know he lived out of state. I saw him on a couple of holidays, so I, I don't mm. know if they, it had really that much of an influence. Yeah. Um, yeah. My my on my mother's side, um, her mother actually played guitar, and, and her father was a bit of a um, I don't know traveling Woody Guthrie type, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. hopping freight trains and traveling around the country in okay. the Great Depression. <laughs> Um, you know, pick, picking his guitar, and and so you know maybe genetically I you know picked up something from that side of the family. You know, we never really spent you know any yeah. real, real real time together. When did you uh, catch the you know, bug? Just, when when did it? When did you pick up the guitar and and start writing songs? Uh, late late teen years, and then probably more in earnest. You know, at twenty twenty one around that age, I'd always wanted to learn guitar. I was so intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. And then once I finally, you know, kind of demystified it, realized, well, wow, most of the stuff that I really like so much is just three or four chords, right? <laughs> you know, and I realized, so, well, I, I can actually play these, you know, play these songs. And yeah. I almost immediately just started writing songs. And, you know, it was great to learn to play songs of, you know, the artists that I admired, but I almost immediately just started kind of trying to write my own, you know, versions of those. When did you realize? this was something that was worth your time pursuing beyond the hobby stage? Yeah, good, good question. I mean, I, I've always just kind of played around with it. Um, but not, I shouldn't say just playing around with it. Cause it's, it, you know, it's been a major part of my entire, you know, uh, adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, probably when I wrote that first song that I felt really good about, you know, that I felt like I actually expressed, what I wanted to express, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in the way that I was hoping to express it. And, um, you know, it wasn't just something that seemed to accidentally come out or, or you know, that I felt like, well, <laughs> you know, maybe I can, I can actually write. Yeah. Um, I can write songs. And, and that's really been the, the primary focus is, you know, as much as I, over the years, I've, you know, certainly tried to get better, better at playing various instruments and getting better as a singer. But I've always really just been so intrigued by, songwriting you know mm-hmm. the artists that i admire the most are are really good songwriters and, mm-hmm. they, and they may not be you know what we would consider to be really talented you know singers or having you know, a naturally pleasant sounding you know tone of voice um but they deliver you know wonderful songs and mm-hmm. so i'm kind of more, more drawn to those artists because i probably identify with more you know that my myself now you have a new record out but this isn't your first album is that right uh, right. It's my first, you know, really professionally produced record to mm-hmm. put out. You know, I've okay. recorded, you know, several albums that were, you know, that would be more demo quality okay. kind of recordings and, you know, put them on my website kind of thing. But yeah. I didn't really release them. I didn't put them out there into the into the world until I made a, um, you know, what I felt was like a proper record. Yeah. <laughs> professionally <laughs> produced, recorded. Yeah, um, record that I could proudly, you know, put out on streaming platforms and send out to you know to to radio and hope that people would listen. So is it uh, is it um, safe to call this your debut uh, professional release? I think yeah 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 I think it is okay. Um, In the company of a song is that correct? That the name of the album? Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah that's the album title. So tell me about putting that together. Are these a collection of songs you wrote for that record, or are these songs that you've uh, compiled over the years and, and, and reworked for this 
uh, this project? Yeah. Now, they're pretty much just songs I wrote for this record, with the exception of one. Because uh, when I decided I was going to, to do this, I thought, okay, I... You know, I've got this great opportunity to record. Should I go back and pick what I think are my best songs I've ever written mm-hmm. you know, over the years and put those on there? Or should I focus on kind of where I am now and mm-hmm. you know, what I've written more recently? And, and I opted to, to focus on kind of, you know, the stage where I am now. Um, so I, it's, it's almost all new songs and really kind of brand new songs. You know, some of the songs I had just written. Um, just before we went in to to record them, okay. so I was still, you know, making sure I knew the lyrics myself <laughs> as I was singing them. Yeah. Some of them were that, you know, were that new. Wow. Okay. And and I only put one older, you know, one song that was about ten years old um, on the record. It's a song called Child Support Trips because I just loved that song and I just felt like that was um, something that I needed to include on a mm-hmm. if I get a chance to to put out a record that's produced by Lloyd Maines that <laughs> I, I want to see what kind of treatment he would give to, yeah, you know, sure. to this song along, yeah. along with the new ones. So tell me about the process of writing for this album then. What what was the inspiration? Did you have a theme in mind? Uh, you know, How did you, uh, not pulling old songs in from, from your past catalog um, and writing fresh material, what, what was the inspiration? What was the catalyst for the material that's on it? You know, they all kind of came together. You know, I didn't really have a theme in mind, but I noticed as I was assembling, you know, I had about 15 or 20, you know, pr- pretty new songs mm-hmm. that I was looking at, um, including on the on the record. And um, and then I just, you know, I kept writing some more too as we were <laughs> getting closer to, to that time. And, and when I narrowed it down to, to 10... I noticed that, you know, there did seem to be a, a kind of a theme that especially that song in the company of the song, mm-hmm. I think sort of captures um, of um, sort of isolation and loneliness, even though I'm, I'm not really isolated or lonely, but, <laughs> but there's, there is certainly that kind of theme to, yeah. to quite a few of those, um, quite a few of those songs. So I thought, yeah, they all kind of go together as a, um, you know, as as a as a unit here, as a overall kind of sure, yeah, know, fit you know fit fit an album, an album. So not not just a random collection of songs. Well, there was a lot of isolation for artists uh, not that long ago. Um, so I I wonder how much yeah, of that, that was true. the was yeah. the inspiration or or behind some of the inspiration. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right that you know recording this we were doing it right at the end well i don't know the pandemic's really over but right at the end of the time when we were all you know really uh a lot more isolated not mm-hmm. getting out mm-hmm. and getting out much so you're right i'm sure that's where you know that influenced a lot of that that writing there are plenty of times of just you know sitting in a room by myself with you know yeah. just my guitar and, and that that tended to be the theme <laughs> sure yeah and at that point along with all the other artists wondering if you'll ever get to play in front of a live crowd again at least the way we knew that prior to those that those moments yeah i know there was so much uncertainty at that time and and uh you know of course the timing wasn't good for for anyone but i was really starting to get out and play a lot more yeah <laughs> more regular regular gigs lined up yeah yeah and, but you know before everything came crashing down and 
and you're right, that was you know late 2019 through early 2020. Yeah. And I, I didn't play again until, I mean, I, I got out over the summer of last year, summer of 2021, when, when we thought everything was better for a time mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. last summer and, and um, got out and started playing again that summer. But then by, you know, that fall, the numbers had shot back up again and, and you know, really wasn't comfortable doing indoor um, gigs. So I laid off and that was kind of good timing because that's when I went in and got started on the recording. Um, that fall of 2021, and then we wrapped it up you know, this 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 spring. Um, so that that kind of worked out well. That while I couldn't really get out there and play much anyway, I could at least record. Yeah, <laughs> you know, write 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 and record. Right. Yeah. Have you been able to get back out now, or are you kind of getting back out in front of some crowds? Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, I have been. I had a really nice opportunity to come my way uh, earlier this year. There's a local music venue here in, in San Marcos called the Cheatham Street Warehouse um, that started in the 70s uh, by a man named Kent Finley, who's mm. just a, a real kind of hero to the up-and-coming you know, songwriters. And yeah. he's kind of credited with, with helping discover some pretty you know famous people kind of all came through his, his club. Mm. Um, he had a Wednesday night songwriters night. That was kind of an open mic, but for songwriters. That was mm-hmm. truly like a listening room kind mm-hmm. of thing. And um, you name it, you know, came through. The, you know, Todd Snyder, James McMurtry um, came through Cheatham Street Warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, Kent passed away um, several years ago, but his son and the rest of the family has kind of kept that tradition going. Oh, cool. And um, and I, I've been a part of some of those songwriter nights for for a while and um they were nice enough to invite me to kind of a regular residency oh neat there. so i play a, a friday early show um every friday and yeah that's that's been really nice and right at the time that i was putting the record out i had a you know a, a regular friday gig where i could play these the, yeah play these new songs <laughs> and get them out there and right. work in old songs too especially there's something about having a residency that yeah kind of, Gives you a little laboratory to just experiment. Exactly. <laughs> I'll try out brand yeah. new songs there. Yeah. yeah. So when did the album come out? How long has it been out? So it came out at the end of April. It came okay. out on April the twenty second. Yeah. Are Are you getting some traction? Have you been able to get it out to some radio stations and and those types of uh, uh, outlets? Yeah, it's you know it's been pretty kind of slow incremental progress because I'm completely do it yourself, mm-hmm, you know, independent. Mm-hmm artists so i'm i'm sending this thing out to radio stations and the music press and and it's just wonderful when i you know when i get responses and and so far i think you know public radio uh college radio has certainly been you know my my friend <laughs> those are the the outlets where i've yeah, really sure. started to get some some airplay i've kind of gone in rotation on uh, some public radio stations around texas and and you're actually you're in virginia virginia right right we are uh-huh yeah, there's a really nice show on Saturday nights on the public radio station. Um, there, I don't know if it's, it's probably more Northern Virginia. This guy named Eric Church, he hosts a Saturday night show called Roots Down. Okay, yeah, I am familiar uh, with it. I don't know him, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so he's um, picked up on. You know, I, I, he's one of the you know people I, I sent it to. And he's picked up on it, and he has played a song from that album on his show about every Saturday night for wow. like 
that's five awesome. weeks now. It's like, yeah, I just, I love it. Yeah. And then it's great. Cause I've discovered these other, you know, shows like this too. And that have these, you know, great playlists. And right. So it's not only, it's a thrill to, you know, hear my song on the radio, but it's also a thrill to hear my song on the radio followed by, you know, Guy Clark, <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. one of my heroes. Yeah. And, right. That's really cool. People curate some really nice playlists on, on some of these Americana sure. you know, public radio shows. What what would you like to do with it uh, beyond the, the hometown um, shows that you're doing? Is there a, a thought or a hope to get it out uh, outside of Texas and some sort of tour? Yeah, actually, I absolutely would love to get, um, you know, airplay beyond beyond Texas. And that's what's been so wonderful about the Virginia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, connection. I'm working on California because I, I spend a fair amount of time in California. My son lives in Los Angeles, and so I travel back and forth. Oh, and, cool. Okay. And um, and actually, that was one of the places. I was really starting to play there um, more regularly before before the pandemic. And I'd like to kind of get that going again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and then when I have a little bit more time over the next couple of years, um, you know, maybe start touring, starting off with kind of back and forth between here and and Southern California, you know, setting up shows along the ways. Nice Western yeah, tour, right, some shows right. in California yeah. and, and come back. And, and then, you know, over the years, hopefully expanding that and doing some other, you know, um, tours across different parts of the sure. country and kind of finally getting to a stage where I can, um, I think I can start, you know, doing that here before, before too long. Yeah. And when life was a lot busier and complicated before, there was just never a time that I could have seen myself <laughs> just going yeah. on the road, you know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like I think every soon, musician, a few years, I'm, yeah, every musician, yeah. Uh, that's kind of a bucket list thing. So, uh, I, yeah. I hope that works for you. What's on the horizon? Oh, you. You, how far how far ahead are you thinking with new music? I you know I would love to even though I'm still kind of having fun with this with this record and um and trying to to put in the time to really, you know, get it get it out there. I am starting to kind of get the itch already for <laughs> recording yep. recording another one. Cool, good. Um, and I tell you, if I could, if I could just line up Lloyd for like, let's say, hey, let's just meet every year for as yeah. long as wouldn't that be each awesome? Other lives <laughs> yeah, and just keep keep doing this. Yeah, yeah, that would that would just be wonderful. Yeah. Um, wow, that's cool. Um, so the album again, uh, tell us the album name again and the website and how people can reach out, get in touch and uh, listen to your music and um, have a conversation if they'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's called in the company of a song. Um, it's available on my website at Lynn cross it, dot com. Of course it's out there on all the streaming platforms. Uh, for anyone in the Austin, Texas area, there's a wonderful record store called Waterloo Records. Um, that is, it's kind of like that's the public radio, <laughs> Americana radio. I've been in there. It's an awesome place. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. it is. It's great. And and they are so friendly to independent artists. Yeah. Um, I, that they have actually, you know, they put me on the on the display up front with again some of my, you know, heroes. Um, yeah, that's cool. Had new, new releases. 
this year as well. And, and, um, and I think that's helped with, you know, some of the, the album sales there, mm-hmm. just having it right there on display in the, in the front that it's not just buried somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, in the, <laughs> the stacks, all those, all those CDs out there for people who actually still buy. Yeah, sure. You know, buy buy, buy yeah. CDs, but yeah, they've been so, uh, you know, friendly to, and welcoming you know, to, to independent artists. So you, know, you can actually order it online from, from Waterloo records as well, or you know, Amazon or yeah. other places. If you want a, a okay, physical, um, physical CD, and you know, at least for now, I'm I'm focusing primarily on you know playing right here and right here in Central Texas and starting to maybe line up some more Southern California shows. But before too long, I really do want to be out there playing other parts of the of the country as well. Yeah, well, I certainly hope that works out for you. I, it's um, certainly it's nice to live in a, a land where those types of dreams can come true. So. Um, yeah, we, we definitely uh, wish that best success for you, and I, I appreciate it, Lynn, the chance to talk with you about your music and hear a little bit about your story. And uh, certainly hope that this album catches a, a, a flame and just takes off for you. Oh, well, thank you, and I definitely appreciate you, you know, taking an interest in the record and taking the time to do the interview with me. I enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.